Going into the home stretch to top 100 songs according to Rolling Stone. Let's see what we got here. The Bee Gees staying alive at number 99. And yes, I we I used to have this on 45 as a kid. And I do remember that uh, they had the uh, the 45 uh, label on there. And yeah, I remember that. The little goofy little cow and, and the RSO thing. You know, I, I will say this. The Bee Gees faced a lot of backlash, even though they were immensely popular. It was the whole disco backlash thing. Because you figure like this. Uh, there are some people who hated disco because everything became disco. Like they were taking down radio stations and making them disco stations. And then there were disco TV shows and disco movies like Stay It Alive. And you had bands like Blondie making disco songs. They were punk rock. Kiss made a disco song. You know, the only song I ever liked from Kiss. So Bee Gees were not a disco group. I mean, they had a whole bunch of albums before that. And they were just more of like, I guess you could call them soft rock. And they went disco and they became amazingly popular. But and I love this song, you know. Uh, you should be dancing is my favorite, but staying alive is up there, you know. And I think it definitely belongs in that top one hundred. So, uh, and and John Travolta proved that yeah, uh, white people can dance. <laughs> John Travolta was out there at the dance floor like fuck your stereotypes. I can dance, damn it. <laughs> so. Oh, let's see. Who else we got here? You know, I will say this. I don't like Jay-Z. I haven't liked him since the first album. Don't ask me why. Maybe because there was a line in one of his songs that pretty much sums up why I don't like Jay-Z. And he said uh, something like, I'm paraphrasing, uh, something like, uh, I was rhyming like uh, like Common Sense. That's what Common used to call himself before uh, just going to Common. And he says, but I started making money and I ain't rhyme like common sense. You know, he went the money route and he was mega successful for it, you know, but I don't know what I expected out of Jay-Z, but I will say this, 99 Problems is a great song, you know, on what was supposed to be his, his last album. We all know how that goes, but if I had, but you know, I could put 99 Problems on songs I like from artists that I hate. <laughs> <laughs> uh oasis wonderwall at at uh number 95 uh i always found wonderwall to be an annoying ass song if, if the only song i really like from oasis not even morning glory i liked something from the last album uh live forever i like that song from oasis but wonderwall i was found to be annoying but I mean, just based on their sheer popularity, I guess it deserves to be here or whatever. Uh, Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You at number 94. Once again, every time I see Whitney Houston, uh, you know, I'm doing my Spotify list, you know, the top pop hits, and I hear stuff like uh, I Want to Dance with Somebody. I don't like that stuff in Whitney. All that goofy pop stuff like I'm Your Baby Tonight. I don't know. But a song like this really showcased her range. And especially toward the end where she belts out the, you know, the, the chorus. Yeah, this, this is vintage Whitney right here, you know. Let's see what else we got here. Kelly Clarkson, Since You've Been Gone at number 93. I'll get the fuck out of here. 
It's not a bad song at all, but it's definitely not a top 100 song. If it made the top 250 someplace, I'd have been fine with that. Little Richard's Good Golly Miss Molly, once again, one of the premier architects of, of, of rock and roll, Little Richard. So not much more I could say about that. UGK featuring Outkast. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to skip this because I can't even think of what this song even sounds like. It's one. It's probably one of those things that I'll hear and be like, oh, yeah. But in the meantime, I'm just going to skip it. Aretha Franklin's You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman at number 67. I'm trying to remember who, who covered this. Uh, was it Carol King? I could be wrong. Actually, no. You know what it was? You know what? Carol King didn't cover this song. She wrote this song. That's what it was. Oh, okay. That's her connection to it. She wrote it. You know, Carol King was one of the premier songwriters of her day. And she has her fingerprints in a lot of songs. Uh, the Beatles hate Jude. I think that was when they were shifting into their, their whole hippie phase. Oh, my fucking God. Guns N' Roses. Uh, Sweet Child of Mine at number 88. Well, I, I probably said in an earlier episode, but I despise everything Guns N' Roses ever did. And I heard that Axel actually didn't even like this song, but it was one of their more popular songs. Obviously, it's in the top 100, but eh, let me just skip this. I don't want to I don't want to curse too much on this episode. And I will if I if I stay staring at the Guns N' Roses album cover. Uh, let's see here. Prince with Kiss. And I just heard this song yesterday, I think, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, what more could be said about Prince, especially about this song? It, it Prince is the only person I know who could just follow up an album like Purple Rain with just music that's either just as good or better. Because you figure, like, after Purple Rain like his magnum opus, then it would probably start to go downhill. Nope, not Prince. <laughs> he just kept putting out the hits. So Al Green's Let's Stay Together. Al Green's another one of those guys who, when he sings, it just feels like it's effortless. You know, he's just so silky smooth, man. And he, it is it, like he just, there's just no effort in what he does. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I, you know, if I found out that Al Green just talked, sang, his entire life, I'd be like, yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> Adele's Rolling in the Deep at number 82. I don't know. I don't know. It's definitely top 500 for sure. Top 100? I guess. I guess. We'll, we'll, we'll leave that one be. Ray Charles, what I say? Uh, yeah, I would have put this top fifty just for just for its influence in R and B music altogether. Should have been top fifty, but at number eighty, who am I to complain? Ah, <laughs> uh, who else is here that I know? Johnny Cash, I Walked the Line at number 76. Once again, my mom was a big fan of Johnny Cash. And 
I would have to. I mean, Ring of Fire was earlier in the list. That would have been. I would have swapped places when I walked the line. But I think I walked the line was a big song for Johnny Cash. You know, so I guess we'll we'll just leave it as is. It's not like I could call the editors and be like, "Hey, change this." <laughs> so we'll just leave it be. Uh, let's see. Oh my fucking god! Beyonce's formation at number seventy three. You know what? I've cursed enough on this episode. I'm just going to keep on going. You know, I'm just going to come right out and say it. I think Beyonce as a singer is overrated. Now, as a performer, I think that she is where, I mean, that's where she shines as a performer. I think she's a great performer. But as an actual singer, no. You know, you know one of my one of the reasons why I watch Dreamgirls? The, the movie with Beyonce and Jennifer Hudson, and because I knew what was going to happen was going to happen, which was Jennifer Hudson was going to kick the living shit out of her in that movie as far as singing goes, because it's basically like Jennifer Hudson is just a 10 times better singer. Now, if I had to choose who to see in concert, like a like at a big concert venue, I'd have to seed and go at Beyonce. I know she'll put on a better show, but if I want to just hear who's the better singer, Jennifer Hudson. and Beyonce just swore she was getting that that uh that that award that year and Jennifer Hudson got it and God bless Jennifer Hudson and Beyonce she'll be all right she's worth like 50 billion hundred dollars she doesn't give a shit what I say uh let's see here Tracy Chapman's fast car at 71 once again great song deserves to be on the list I don't know if it would be top 100 though if it ended up between somewhere between 200 and 100, I'd be happy with that. But it is a great song from a great album and a, and a great artist. So uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, my Taylor Swift. You know what? Taylor Swift at number 69 with All Too Well. I'm just going to keep on passing. Uh, chic, good times. Um, once again, uh, Niles Rogers, one of, the, one of the best producers and songwriters of all time, you know. And uh, Good Times was basically, I don't know if you want to call it their magnum opus song as far as, like for Chic, not for Niles Rogers, but for Chic. But um, I was telling my nephew, like when you hear songs like that, like the first electronic dance song, fully electronic dance song was Donna Summer's uh, I Feel Love. That was the first dance song that was all electronics all keyboards and synthesizers you know when you hear good times and you hear that bass that that's somebody playing a bass that's not a machine that's a person you know even when you heard something like funky town right that's there's a band playing that song you know so it's basically now you could literally make a a, a dance a a EDM song on your fucking iPhone. And, and and I don't know if that's good or bad or what have you, but I just miss the days where you just see the people on the stage just strumming those basses and, you know, playing the drums and all that other stuff. And, you know, the, the singers, background singers out there in step, you know. So let's see what else we got here. Earth, Wind, and Fire, September. You know... It's the song that basically just defined the black barbecue back in the late 70s and early 80s. Like you couldn't have a, a barbecue, especially like a family barbecue, 
and not have that song playing. And then all the all the old folks getting up and, you know, dancing and doing their thing. It's definitely just a to me, it's such a it's such a great song. And no matter how hard Taylor Swift tried to destroy September with her goddamn banjo version of it. Wanna hear something funny? One of the um uh was it Ali Willis? I think that's her name. She was one of the co-writers of the song. So it was Albert McKay, Maurice White, and Ali Willis who wrote the song. And I want to say it was her. She defended Taylor Swift's version of the song without hearing it. She hadn't heard it. And then she heard it and she was like, oh, oh, uh, wow, I spoke too soon. This sucks. Oh, <laughs> uh, I knew the Ramones Blitzkrieg Bop was going to end up on this list. I didn't think it was going to be at number 64. Once again, that's, that belongs between 200 and 100. But, you know, punk rock wasn't really that big in America at the time. You know, this this came out in like in 76. It was all about, you know, Sex Pistols and The Clash and all those other bands back in the 70s, the dudes with the paper clips in their ears and the safety pins in their noses and shit like that. So Dolly Parton's Jolene at number 74. You know, what can I say about Dolly? You know, I'm just going to bypass all the, the plastic surgery nonsense like her and Cher love to do. She is a she's a fantastic artist and a fantastic person, you know, so uh, more power to you, Dolly. And Jolene is a is a fantastic song. I think it's been covered more than a few times. It was even covered by the White Stripes of all people. Um, let's see. Yeah, Stairway to Heaven. So, you know what? I, I, I had it wrong. I think I had the wrong song. Because um, Cashmere was on Physical Graffiti, right? Stairway to Heaven, which is number 61 on the list, that was on Led Zeppelin 4. So I was thinking I, I may have had my songs mixed up, you know. And actually, Mastodon does a pretty good cover of this song. If, you ever want, if you're a metal fan, you ever want to check it out. Kate Bush, Running Up That Hill. That is such a goofy synth song. But it's it's so catchy. Like Kate Bush was never really on my radar, but running up that hill for some reason, like back in the early 2000s, just showed up on all these damn TV shows. Like I think the first time I heard it, it was on um, CSI, the original one, Vegas. And um, it's a it's a cool song. I like it. I like it. And when I put it at number 60, no, but it does deserve to be on the list. Grandmaster Flash, The Furious Five, The Message. I'll put it like this. They did not want to do this song at all. It was Sylvia Robinson who pushed them to do this song. They didn't want to do this song at all. They were just like, hey, man, we don't want it. We just want to rock the party, man. Get the girls and snort some coke. <laughs> we don't want to talk about rats and roaches of people pissing on the station like they just don't care, but it ended up being their biggest song. So sometimes, just sometimes, the record execs know what they're talking about. <laughs> Missy Elliott's Work It at number 56. 
once again, I don't, I don't know why I see all these songs and think they should just be between 200 and 100, not in the, in the coveted top 100 spot. But I figured if any Missy song was going to be up that high, it would be work it. It was, you know, and the video was kind of cool too. You know, it was a cool video as well. I'm not that big a Missy fan, but I do kind of like respect what Missy does. I definitely respect her hustle. So, you know, Madonna's Like a Prayer at, no, at uh, number 55. You know, I remember I wasn't too fond of the version that was on the music video. There was a there was a version that they used to play on uh, on the, the urban radio stations that I liked a lot better. And I and I gotta try to see if I could find that version. Let's see who else who you know, never a Beach Boys fan, all that beach rock stuff was was not really my thing, but good vibrations is a good song. You know, you can't well, I'm not gonna say you can't not like something. That's you know that's some old Texas bullshit, but that's basically I mean, it's hard to not like that song. It really is. And for all those who don't know, uh, Mike Love, you know, one of the Beach Boys, is actually a uh, basketball player, Kevin Love. I think Mike Love, I think it's, he, but they are related. They are directly related. So just a bit of, oh, I just mentioned this song. I Feel Love, Donna Summer, uh, 1977. Like I said, first full electronic dance track, you know, Uh so, yeah, it definitely belongs on the list up here. Dion Warwick's Walk On By, 1964. So, uh, you know, I don't know enough Dion Warwick stuff. I know this song. I know Do You Know the Way to San Jose? And I'm pretty sure there's a couple more that will come to mind. She was a little, she was a little bit before my time. Like, her, her big stuff was back in, like, in the the mid 60s i think like this song was 64 you know and i think um isaac hayes covered this song and I, and it was on the uh dead president soundtrack as well well not dion's version the isaac hayes version all right top 50 let's get it lauren hill doo-wop that thing there is no other Lauren Hill song that I think should be on that list. I really don't. I mean, she has a, you know a bunch of fantastic songs, but this is the one that always stands out to me from Lauren Hill. So yeah, definitely belongs there. Oh, uh, let's see. Oh my God, Mia with Paper Planes at number forty-six. Uh, uh, next, Jesus Christ. Kendrick Lamar's All Right at number 45. I I think I'd have to hear this song to figure out which song this was. This is from To Pimper Butterfly. I'd have to listen to it after this. Michael Jackson's Billie Jean at number 44. So, yeah. Not much more I could say about that. Thriller, one of the greatest albums of all time. Michael, one of the greatest artists of all time. And... Billie Jean and that video. I will say this though. Um, MTV wouldn't play the video. If you ever get a chance, look at there's a video of David Bowie in an interview with one of the dudes from MTV. 
and David Bowie is getting in this guy's face about why he doesn't, why why MTV doesn't play videos from black artists. And he's given this bullshit excuse about why they don't do it. And the look on David Bowie's face is like, what the fuck are you talking about? So, um, <laughs> but uh, MTV wouldn't play Billie Jean at all. And it got to the point where Michael's label threatened to pull all the rest of their videos from MTV if they didn't play it. And then they played it. And then, uh, you know, next thing you know, uh, MTV and Michael Jackson just shoot to the top together. So, you know, it just goes to show you some people are morons talking about MTV. Oh, let's see. The Temptations, my girl, you know, once again, the Temptations, one of the greatest R&B groups of all time, you know. Um, oh, Bob Marley's Redemption song at number 42. And like I said, if you're going to know Bob Marley for any songs, it's going to be No Woman, No Cry, and it's going to be Redemption song. So, yeah, I mean, even though they have a, a rich uh, discography, those are two songs that always stand out. Jimi Hendrix, All Along the Watchtower. Now, I will say this. This is one of those things where I should be a bigger Jimi Hendrix fan than I am. Okay? I, I really should be. But, you know, All on the Watch Tower is a great song. You know? I think this was a cover of a Bob Dylan song. Don't quote me on that. Outcast, uh, Bombs Over Baghdad at number 39. Here's the thing. I love that song. That's a great song. But... Uh, number 39 for that song? I don't know. They have other songs that could have gone up there. Hell, even if they put a player's ball or Benz or Beamer, even I'll even go, uh, well, I don't know if I go, uh, I don't know. That That's a tough one. That really is a tough one. Oh, Otis Redding sitting on the dock of the bay. You know, it's basically, that song was basically how a lot of people feel now and even back then, you know, and those lyrics always, always stick in my head, you know, uh, uh, what was it, uh, sitting here resting my bones and this loneliness won't leave me alone, uh, leave me alone, uh, 2000 miles I roamed just to make this dock my home. <laughs> You know, I'm just sitting at the dock of the bay, wasting time. Like, you know what? Fuck this bullshit life. I'm just going to run out the clock. I'm just going to sit here until the end. You know, I, I, I kind of, you know, yeah. And, you know, when I was a kid, I used to think it was more of a happy song. Oh, he's sitting by the dock of the bay and he's whistling. And when you get older, you listen to the lyrics, and you're just like, wow. Song about just, you know, giving up. Just being like, you know what? Whatever, man. Let's just run out the clock. Let me just float to the bottom of the of the river like a dead catfish and just let this bullshit end. So I definitely get it. Great song. Great artist. You know, this was actually his, I want to say this is his first and only number one on the US charts. And then it actually went to number one after he passed away in a in a plane crash. So go figure. Prince. In the revolution, when doves cry at number 37. Yeah, I yeah, that definitely belongs in the top 50. 
because that that was a fantastic song from a fantastic uh fantastic album who white stripes seven nation army uh mm. definitely top 250 i don't know if i put in the top 50 but you know what what you're gonna do you know little richard's tutti fruity at number 35 uh let's see Ha! James Brown's Papa's got a brand new bag. I can oh I every time I hear every time I say that I oh I can always hear the the, the guitar riff in my mind like ding 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 Ah, he was the undisputed master of his craft, you know. So let's see here. Chuck Berry's Johnny B. Good. Probably gonna see a lot of these in the, in the top thirty here. Uh. Notorious B.I.G. Juicy at number 32. That was kind of, I mean, if anybody, if there was any sort of debut single that you could have, Juicy would have to be it. And it was one of those songs that made me like an instant fan. There wasn't a lot of that in those days, you know, where I just become an instant fan. There were songs that made me take notice of you, but it was very few songs even back then that made me say, okay, I'm I'm a fan off the bat. And Juicy was one of those songs. Uh, let's see. Oh, my fucking God. Lord with Royals at number 30. Oh, my God. They put Wednesday Adams on the list. You know, uh, she did a, she did a, a version of uh everybody wants to rule the world i think it came off the hunger Games soundtrack and it basically sounded you know what she sounds like in that song the sound you would make if someone cut your stomach open and you're just trying to put your intestines back in and you're just like man fuck this bullshit who's next um nothing but a g thing dr dre and snoop dogg at number 29 okay now we're now we're now we're getting some life back into this thing. <laughs> I couldn't tell you of any rap fan back in '92 who wasn't either bumping the Chronic or who didn't own a copy of the Chronic. You know, it didn't matter how deep in the East Coast you were, you had a copy of that album or you liked the songs off the album. There was just no other way about it. There's nothing you could do. It was just in there, and it was. It was awesome, you know. Talking Heads once in a lifetime. I think this is the first song I ever heard from Talking Heads. And, you know, when you see David Byrne out there with the, you know, doing the, the spasms and stuff like that, I was just like, yeah, I kind of like these guys, you know. Um, he actually, what when they do the, um, if you ever get a chance, when they do uh, Stop Making Sense, like the concert uh, album, there's a video for Once in a Lifetime from there. Check it out when you get a chance. He's actually a pretty good live performer as well. Uh, let's see. What's next? Mm -hmm. Kanye West featuring Pusha T Runaway from the, uh, what was that, from the Dark Twisted Fantasy album? <sighs> There's nothing I like from Kanye past uh, graduation. I'm just going to leave this one be. Well, let's see. David Bowie Heroes. There we go. I I, I knew this song was going to end up on the list. 
at some point in time is these number 23. I knew it was going to end up there because it's a great song, you know. I, I will say this, you know, David Bowie's, uh, was it Black Star? was the last album that he put out. And he had a song on there called Lazarus. You know, I mean, you know, David Bowie died of, uh, you know, he passed away of cancer, you know, a few years back. So uh, let's see. Billie Holiday's Strange Fruit, uh, 1939, this came out. It's number 21 on the list. I have yet to watch that Billie Holiday biopic. I really need to watch it because I heard it was excellent, you know. I'm in my horror movie phase, so in the next couple of weeks, I got to stack up on all the movies that I missed for the last couple of months. Oh, let's see. John Lennon's Imagine at number 19. Uh, oh, Prince in the Revolution, Purple Rain at number 18. I saw Prince in 19, uh, was it 88? 88. I saw him in concert at uh, Madison Square Garden. My neighbor and and family friend Mark got us tickets, and I took a young lady. I was maybe in '88. I was probably 16, 17, and the young lady I took was maybe like in her early 20s. You know why? Because that's the power of Prince tickets. <laughs> and of course, he did Purple Rain, and it brought the house down. Um. Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody at uh, number 17. What can you say? I mean, there weren't a lot of songs like it that came out at that time. And I think the song was like five or six minutes long, which was long for a radio track. But it was worth it, man. If you ever if you ever want a good laugh, there is a Muppets version of this. And even the part where they get into the, you know, when they uh, when they get into the money groove, it still rocks. <laughs> so check it out when you get a chance. Oh, mm. Beyonce, Crazy in Love at number 16. Pass. Uh, the Beatles, I Want to Hold Your Hand at number 15. This is back in their clean cut with their little bowl cuts and they all wear the same suits. <laughs> the British invasion and all that other nonsense. Um, Rolling Stones, Gimme Shelter. From uh from Let It Bleed. And once again, I was never that big in the Rolling Stones. They had like, they had like a couple of songs I liked. Maybe one, uh, Emotional Rescue, I liked that song. But I was never really a Stones fan. But Gimme Shelter was a good song. I, I, can't, I can't deny that. Number 13, good? I don't think so, but it's definitely a good song. Ooh, Stevie Wonder's Superstition at number 12. I will tell you this. I had a reissue of this of this on um on 45. So on one side it was uh superstition and the other side it was superwoman. You know, so all, all the supers were on one on 145, you know. And um yeah, man, I mean you figure uh God knows how many Grammys he won for this song. You know, just the uh, the arrangements and everything. It's just an amazing song. Let's see. Outcast Heya, number 10 of all time. 
I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, that's a tough one. Because I like Outcast, I like this song, but number 10 song of all time? Mm-mm. No, absolutely not. Even Fleetwood Mac uh, on here for Dreams at number 9. No, they have much better songs than that. Hell, Go Your Own Way should have been number 9 on this list if we had to have a Fleetwood Mac song here. Um, I'll even take, well, I don't know if Silver Springs was a, well, no. I think Silver Springs was a Stevie Nicks song, not a Fleetwood Mac song. But maybe I have to listen to it. But no, mm, Fleetwood, they have much better songs than Dreams. Ha, Missy Elliott, get your freak on it. Number eight song of all time. Get the fuck out of here. Um, No, not number eight. Get your freak on's a great song. Timbaland, you know, produced the hell out of it. But Jesus Christ, man, number eight of all time. Get, mm, oh, they're pissing me off with this top 10. Um. The Beatles, Strawberry Fields Forever. No. At number seven? No, absolutely not. They have better songs than this. Hell, I'm the Walrus should have been up there. Or um, Let It Be should have been up there. I think Let It Be was up earlier in the list. That should have been number seven, not Strawberry Fields Forever. That's back when they were on their goofy-ass hippie shit. Uh, oh, Marvin Gaye, what's going on at number six? Okay, okay. Fantastic. Let's see. Nirvana smells like teen spirit at number five. Hmm. That's a tough one. But then again, I don't know what song could have taken its place. I mean, I love this song. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I was a huge Nirvana fan, you know. So I even I even bought an import uh, a box set of their import singles. So, yeah, uh, I was a huge fan. I would have put wherever Come As You Are was on the list, I would have swapped spots with it. I don't think I would have put this on at number five. But it definitely it definitely deserves to be on the list. It definitely deserves to be in the top 100, for sure. Bob Dylan, Like a Rolling Stone at number four. I do not know this song. I'll have to listen to it later. Ooh, Sam Cooke, a change is going to come at number three. Okay, okay. You know, um, ooh, okay. Public enemies fight the power at number two. Hmm. I, I, will, I will say this. Chuck D, they have a line in the song where they kind of diss Elvis and, and John Wayne, right? And Chuck D actually said in the, in the interview that, you know, everything he heard about Elvis being like a, a, a an overt racist and all that other stuff turned out to not really be true, you know? And he found out that Elvis had a great respect for black music and all this other stuff. So, you know, he kind of walked back on what he said about Elvis, but he was like, John Wink could still eat a dick. <laughs> racist bastard. <laughs> okay, number one on the Rolling Stones' top 500 songs of all time is Aretha Franklin's Respect. So, do I agree with the number one song on the list? Uh, Yes, only because I don't know what song 
could have uh, taken it over. I did not know Otis Redding wrote that song. So, but um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those. It's one of the most recognizable songs of all time. You know, now I'd have to look and see how they got everything together for this list, but uh, I can't really dispute this song being at number one. Now, I may have to actually pull the 2004 list and see which, which song they had at number one on that list. I'm just curious. But, uh, you know, and like I said, I'm not a professional music critic. So I'm just going based on what I know and what I like. Feel free to dispute me however you like. But, you know, I, for some reason, I thought that when we got to number one, it was going to be a song that was going to be like, Nah, it shouldn't be on the list, man. But I saw respect, and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> you know what? We'll just leave this be. One of my friends was like, was telling me to be, uh, you know, he's telling me to settle down because when when Aretha Franklin passed away, I don't know what was going on with the estate, and you know, the, they they had her on tour like she was still alive, and all this other stuff, and. I posted a meme of Aretha Franklin. It looks like like she's like she's shouting something, and the, and the caption the caption is "Bury me." <laughs> and one of my friends was like, "Dude, settle down." <laughs> but I mean, Aretha Franklin was definitely one of the most influential uh, artists of all time. I'm not even going to put her in a category and say influential R&B artists of all time, but the most influential artists of all time, you know? And once again, once I'm past my Halloween season, I got to watch that biopic. I'm hoping it's still on, uh, it's still streaming. If not, I'll just rent it. You know, I got to catch up on a lot of stuff. So, so I just want to thank you guys for sitting with me on this and, you know, uh, in the comment section, please let me know what you, what you think of the list and what I liked and what I didn't like. And now after this is going to be the more serious stuff where I actually go into my Facebook, uh, you know, go to my saved list and go backwards in time and see what I have in there and see what aged poorly and see what didn't. But in the meantime, I just figured it would be nice to start with something fun before I get into the sludge of the rest of the world. So thank you guys and uh, stay safe and take care of each other and have a great day.